Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Right now, we're going to talk to a very special guest. We've got Roger Hayden on the line from Fremantle. Of course, Roger He's Fremantle's NGA coach. He's a former Dockers champion, a life member of the club. And uh, the Dockers will make history in round 11. It'll be the first AFL game played on Wurundjeri country where uh, they will meet uh, Melbourne and Fremantle will be called Walyalup for the next two weeks of Nichols of the, the Sadug Nichols rounds. And of course, Melbourne, as they did last year, will be called Nam. So, while Yellup versus Nam in round eleven, the first time that has happened in AFL history, and uh, Fremantle will become the Wild Yellup Football Club for this week. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry. I apologise. I've got a heap of seagulls around me at the moment. I'm in the heart of uh, of Fremantle, just finishing up our smoking ceremony for this week. So. Um, so looking forward to it. So uh, a, a lot of life and nature around you, Roger. That's how it should be, I think. Um, so um, tell us about the renaming of the club to the Wild Yellow Football Club for Sir Doug Nichols rounds. Uh, it's been uh, a bit of a process over the last couple of years. That uh, We originally brought up the name uh, a few years ago uh, from board members and, and people around, around the club. And... Um, I think with uh, with Melbourne being rebranded Nam last year, was yeah just hurried us up a little bit, and to to get it over the line for this season, um, it's been fantastic. Um, acknowledging you know, Aboriginal culture and and this area uh, of of Fremantle, and um, to be called Value Up Football Club for the next couple of weeks, that's uh, significant, and, and just paying tribute and respect to, to Aboriginal culture. So what do you think it means and, and what impact will it have, not just on um, Indigenous players and Indigenous people, but also as an educational tool for other people about Indigenous culture and Indigenous history? Oh, I, I think it's going to be pretty significant, mate. So I think the um, the way we, we planned it would um, basically be rebranded while you're up and just acknowledge and, and celebrate um, the history of this area um, and the the 60,000 years of, of culture and um, heritage for the Noongar people and Wajak Noongar people and um, just celebrating that and allowing allowing our, our community to, to jump on board and learn and, and um, sort of celebrate along with us um, and, and our shared history. So it's uh, pretty significant and we're really looking forward to it. Um, everybody at the club has embraced it and our, and our our fans, and um, we're really looking forward to, to boys taking on Geelong on Saturday um, and then the, the um, you know, historical and significant game against Nam in, in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to make a um, huge impact on, on our community. So uh, we're really looking forward to it. Tell us about the history of the uh, Wailup area in Fremantle culture. As I understand it, it was the site of a, a great battle between the Wagle, the Rainbow Serpent, and Yondok, the ancestral uh, crocodile. Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically the, the creation story and 
Um, the logo that we, we will be um, holding uh, for the club over the next couple of weeks has the, the Yondok and, and Wagle on, on there um, and basically um, talks of the, the great uh, battle they had out in, in Waradun, which is the sea just off the coast and um, the creation of the coastline and the Fremantle area and the, and the, you know, the, the Coburn Sound area um, with, the, with the battle and the story behind um, Wargle biting the tail off Yondok and uh, Yondok's body floating south and becoming uh, Garden Island, which is Mandip, um in, in Noongar. So um, if you look out over the hills and standing, um, looking out over the ocean and and view south, um, you'll see the crocodile's body uh, of Garden Island and Yondok um, and just taking you back to that creation story for the Noongar people. And Walyulup is meaning the place of the Walyo. Can you explain what those animals are in Indigenous culture? Yeah, little Walyo. They're, they're like little small marsupials, sort of kangaroo, uh, rat-looking <laughs> uh, marsupials. So they, they were um, you know, pretty prevalent of the, around this area before the colonisation of um, the Fremantle um, area. And um, basically... If you saw those little marsupials jumping around, that's basically when you started to venture into to Wallyup um, country. And um, if you go through the bushland, you, you tend to still see them jumping around. So that, that was the, the meaning behind this area and the name. So that would be what um, uh, non-Indigenous people know, know as uh, Wileys. That be, would that be right, Roger? Is Wiley, that... Yes, Wileys, yeah. Yep, that's right. Um you're also using the the Sadug Nichols rounds to, to raise funds to go towards um, uh, helping people impacted by stolen generations. T- tell us about that. Yeah, it's been a fantastic initiative. So um, with the rebranding of Up and celebrating um, Aboriginal culture and history, um, not just for, for Fremantle, but across the entire AFL during Sadug Nichols round, we'll um, raise some some money through um, our, our sales of Wailup um, uh, merchandise and uh, whatever we make, there'll be a portion that'll go towards um, helping and supporting our, our stolen generation, um, and uh, which is pretty significant for us and um, making sure that we show our support for, for Aboriginal culture and um, those people that's been affected by um, the stolen generation. So uh, it's really important for us and making sure that we... Uh, continue to grow and, and learn and understand the impact um, that time in our history has has been on uh, Aboriginal people. So um, for us to, to help in a small small way, that's um, pretty special. So I'm really proud of um, uh, that little concept that we'll, we've come up with and we'll continue to, to grow that in the future. Did the Stolen Generation era have any impact on your own family, Roger? Uh, yeah, there'd be very few Aboriginal people who wouldn't have been affected by it in some way, shape or form. So especially when it comes to, you know, grandparents and um, you know, brothers and sisters of grandparents, you know, aunties and uncles, especially from my generation. Um, so there's, there's definitely uh, been been an impact and you hear stories through elders that have passed down those little um, moments in time and it's hard to hear sometimes. So, uh, but I think for, for us as a, as, a, as a nation to understand and know exactly what had happened and the effects that it's taken um, on Aboriginal people is pretty significant. So um, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's 
something that's not easy to hear about, but um, that's who we are as a nation, and as we continue to grow, we, we continue to learn about those things as well. Are we learning and progressing? Um, I think is a is a valid question to to ask at this part uh, at this point. We've we've seen a, what seems to be a spate of um, racist taunts on social media in recent weeks. Do you feel like progress has been made in your time in the in the public eye? Um, and maybe these these spates of racist outbursts are now the exception rather than the rule. Or do you feel like there's still a long, long way to go? Um, I think, uh, personally, I, I don't think that sort of thing will ever go away, but there has been a, a significant shift in support and understanding and and wanting to know um, about our, our past, and that's not just Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander First Nation history, it's Australian history, and that's all of us, and um, there, there's always going to be those um, views, I guess, but... Uh, from my point of view, there has been a significant shift in positive outlooks and, and wanting to know and educate and understand. Um, but there, there's, there's always going to be those um, those views, uh, especially with social media and uh, people's ability to to post whatever they like. Um, it is frustrating, but again, um, until we stamp it out, which is, um, I think, the AFL has taken a pretty significant stance on... Um, racism and have life bans on a few people over the last month or so. So uh, that's, that's a, a positive step. Um, but we continue to um, do what we need to do to help and um, go into greater understanding of Aboriginal people and, and our shared history. Can we do more in our schools as well? I, I know there's been progress made in this, but when I came through school, which was in the basically mainly in the 1970s, we learned about just about every culture on the planet except the one that was here, um, which I just, when, when I look back on it now, I find it extraordinary and, and pretty much unbelievable. Could, could we do more still, do you think, than is being done now? Um, I, I think there's always room uh, to, to help and educate. Um, I think for, for yourself and myself in particular, growing up in uh, a time where we basically just went to school and would learn about, um, the Australian history, and then that's during colonisation and um, Captain Cook, and and basically learn about other countries. Um, that was the environment we grew up in, so we just went along with it. But I was fortunate enough to know that um, my grandparents and, and aunties and uncles they shared um, our history, so the Aboriginal and our history, uh, for myself to learn and understand and know that. Um, but to see that grow over the last decade or so with um, you know, the education system in small parts. So I know where my boys go, there's, there's um, education and learning around um, the Noongar culture at school um, and, there's, and there'd be uh, plenty of that around our primary school system and, and secondary uh, education system. So it's just um, uh, small steps at the moment but continuing to grow and, and that's a good thing. So again talking about our shared history, um, and not, it's not just 250 years, it's, it's no, 60,000 years of history for all of us. So, um, And that's what we want to embrace. And this history has been largely kept by word of mouth, hasn't it? Tell us about your own family history. The the Hayden family, I remember growing up playing football um, against the Haydens. You were a um, strong presence uh, in sport out in the Wheatbelt. 
Um, tell us about the Hayden family history. Um, so, yeah, I, myself, I grew up out in, out in a little small town called Brookton, um, and sport was basically an outlet and something that um, a lot of Aboriginal families you know, aspire to, being good at you know, either running and, and athletics or football, basketball, cricket. Um, it was something that everybody looked forward to on, on weekends. Um, and uh, growing up in that environment with a lot of family around you, you tend to um, either <laughs> drop away um, and just stand on the, on the sidelines or get stuck in there and, and try and do your best. And fortunately for me, I had a lot of, a lot of cousins to run around with during the during the week, um, out in the park, playing basketball, playing football, all that sort of stuff that helped me um, improve my game. And I'm uh, really fortunate that I, I uh, sort of went through the system and mum and dad moved into the city when I was about 14 and gave me that uh, um, opportunity to play against um, some city kids and see where I was at as a, as a player. And, yeah, as, as time went on, um, got the opportunity when I was 19 to get drafted to Freeman. I've been here ever since. So um, with a family uh, background all through the Wheat Valley area, so all the way from Brooklyn back to York, uh, northern areas, uh, on my dad's side, out to Meriden, um, and then my mum's family from down the Catanning area, Noangra up, Albany, all the way through to Esperance. So um, big family, uh, a lot of lot of stories, um, and just talking about what we were talking about with the uh, our past history is always word of mouth and storytelling, and when we all caught up together talking about what had happened and, and, and the truth behind what happened and um, that makes you think and makes you stronger sometimes and a lot of people it tends to hurt and, and take them the other way but um, for me it's, it's definitely made me stronger as a person knowing that I got guidance from my mum and dad and um, grandparents to, to help me on my journey. Tell us about the smoking ceremony that took place this morning. Um, yeah, really special. So in the heart of Fremantle, um, while you're up court, Fantastic backdrop and perfect weather. Um, I was a little bit nervous uh, at this time of year when it tends to get a little bit cool, but not a cloud in the sky, no wind. Um, had Uncle Richard Wally down here and Uncle Nicky Abraham, uh, Barry Maguire, just to help out with uh, the smoking ceremony and celebrating um, this significant um, event of the change in name and um, the area that we were doing the smoking ceremony on. So um, everything went perfect so I can't I can't complain about um, how it went and uh, had a few people come up and talk with Uncle Colleen Haywood and uh, Liam Henry uh, Alex Pierce talked about his um, jumper design for, for the next two weeks with Carly Gray um, helping out uh, yeah it was really significant and fantastic to be a part of Let's talk about that the jumper so Carly Gray in collaboration with Alex Pierce have designed the jumper and their close friends who hail from Palawa, is that right? Is that, is that how you say that? In, Palawa. Uh, Palawa in, um, in Tasmania. Palawa, yep. Yep. Um, tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, so I think um, over the last couple of years, we've, we've gone from past players and um, the, the impact that they've made on the club um, that have uh, done the designs. And then the last two years, so we had Sonny last year and Alex uh, as club captain and 10th year in into the um, team as <laughs> from locals. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's pretty significant. 
and then uh, to have him up stand up and talk about his culture and um, where he's from, so in Tasmania, Palawa uh, culture, and around his uh, three uncles and, and grandmother. Um, it's fantastic to hear, and the story behind that is yeah, it's powerful. So he's going to run out there as the captain of the club. Roger, thanks so much for joining us on the show today and sharing uh, your story and the Wailulup story with us. And uh, I guess uh, what we should be saying is go Wailulup for the next two weeks. Hopefully they can get themselves back into the top eight contention. Oh, that'd be fantastic, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks for, for getting us on board. Roger Hayden, Fremantle Life member. Of course, he is also the Dockers NGA coach and uh, the Dockers rebranding their club up for the next two weeks of Sir Doug Nichols' round. Great initiative, and it'll be fantastic to see them play NAM at the MCG in round 11 after they've played Geelong here this weekend.